Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So we've been talking about prayer results, getting the right kind of results. Learning how to pray effectively is, I feel, one of the most important things believers can ever understand, okay? Because your Christian walk is going to be hindered by your understanding of how to pray if you don't know how to pray, okay? You cannot fulfill God's purpose and will without knowing how to pray right. If we're going to pray according to biblical principles, man, our prayer life is going to have to be built on the Word of God. And um, I'm going to kind of recap some of this stuff, but this is what I want you to get. Like, and I've been doing this for a minute. Um, I think a lot of the prayers we pray are pretty much just communication. And it's not, you know, like the other day, I, oh, God blessed these people. God said he already blessed people. You know, so I think we got to be careful we don't get lost in the formula of prayer and the formality of prayer and just saying things, but really understanding that when we're saying something, you know, we're believing something and then we're saying something, but then we have to find scriptural evidence for the something we're saying. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to show you something here. Um, and, and, and it's not really talked about a lot. I'm, I'm almost treading on some slippery slope right here. But I want you, I want you to pull this in because I think, um, you know, I think it's important. I really do. I think, like, well, why sometimes is the thing hindered? Um, what's holding it back? Now, there's a lot of things that's kind of holding it back. But one of the things, um, I think one of the things we, we can mess up if we're not careful is how how and watching the desire of prayer because Jesus said whatsoever you desire when you pray believe you receive um you got to watch that because you have to make sure in James 4 and 1 just go to King James I want to read this to you okay and, and and he talks a little bit about prayer and he talks about having the right kind of heart, not getting into strife. And we talked about that that Sunday. It says, from whence came wars and fightings among you, don't they come even from your lust, that war in your members? You lust and you have not, you kill and you desire to have, you can't obtain. You fight in war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and you receive not because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lust. Okay, now that scripture right there is treading on thin ice. Um, there's nothing wrong with having desires, okay? But some of the desires that me and you have sometimes don't line up to the destiny that God has for us. And that's why God doesn't give you every desire of your heart in this sense, if it doesn't line up to the will of God for your life, like if I desired to go be, I don't know, some, 
I, I desire I'm going to go be a contractor or something, right? But all the while, God wanted me to preach the gospel. How many know that my desires have to line up to the will of God in the word of God? And my desires have to line up to the will of God from what God has spoken for me to do. So I think once we get scriptural, we get very balanced. And now, now this is big. Just because I have a, this desire is nothing wrong with it. Like if you desire to do something or have something or, or you desire something, that doesn't mean it's lust. It could be like a luxury thing that you want to have. God's got no problem with that. As long as the thing you want isn't a lust. You know what I mean? That you could scripturally go, oh, I see it. It's right here. And, and I want to be careful with that. That's why it's a slippery slope. Like Pastor Chris, well, how do I know my, 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 my desire isn't a lust? Well, you got to understand what he's saying. He's saying sometimes what happens is we basically desire things and we ask amiss because the thing we want is not the thing that God has lined up with your destiny and your purpose. And therefore, sometimes, now watch, simple stuff, healing, no-brainer, money, no-brainer. You know what I'm saying. Like, if I'm desiring to go be a contractor, like I was saying, and all the while I had this dream of being a contractor, per se, and then God has called me to the ministry, God's going to be like, hey, you got to lay down your desire, and you got to pick up the call. You know what I mean? So sometimes you don't get, like, Certain things, like I can remember being early in this thing, like, oh, you know, you might want to be have a normal life, but you got God, and there ain't no more normal life. You're, God's not just going to give you something, and God's not going to give you someone that doesn't line up with the plan. That ain't how God operates. So I think one of the greatest things we have to do is figure out we must follow the scriptural path that he's given us to get right results. Now, I understand that some of this stuff might seem like, well, man, how do I know whether I'm I mean, I think that's, that's the tricky part about that. Well, how do I know I'm not asking out of lust? You know, how do I know it's not out of a self-motive? How do I know it's um, not out of just a pleasure thing? How do I know blah, blah, blah? Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe, you receive. You'll get the green light about some of this stuff. Does that make sense? Because some of the stuff that I think we don't get is this, like, well, I want it. Well, you know what? Maybe you want it, but maybe certain things God doesn't want you to have. Just go slow. Now, I'm not talking about the basics, healing, prosperity, a good marriage. Also, I'm talking about certain things miss because they're not connected to the will of God for your life. And that's why you have to have a scriptural path to success. Okay. You know, I remember one time, you know, somebody was like, well, I'm believing God. Well, if you're believing God to, for a house in a state that God doesn't want you in, I got a funny feeling that house in the state that God don't want you in might not open up. You know what I'm saying? If you're believing God for a job, but God wants you, you know what I mean? I don't think that thing's going to come. God knows what you need. That's why we got to use the right kind of prayers. Certain things I pray the prayer of consecration over, meaning like what? I don't know what to do. Let your will be done. Now, when it comes to healing, I don't pray that prayer. When it comes to demanding and using my authority over finances, I don't pray that prayer. 
when it comes to certain things that I see straight in the Word of God, they're right there. I don't pray that prayer. But when there's some things I don't know what to do, I pray, well, if it's the will of God, let me know. <laughs> Following the scriptural path to get the right results is the key. And you see that scripture in 5, 1 John 5, 14 and 15 in the Passion. So you got to get this. And understand this. The word of God is always agreeable to the will of God. Okay? The word of God is always agreeable to the will of God. And you see that in 1 John 5, 4. Since we have this confidence, we can what? Have great boldness before him. If we present any request agreeable to his will, he hears us. Did you get that? Man, ain't that good? And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we also know we have obtained the request we asked of him. Wait, since we have this, we have what? Present any request agreeable to his will. How do you find that? The word of God. So the word of God is always agreeable to God's will. Now let me tell you where the gray side comes in. This is where the gray side comes in, meaning like the unknown. I, I don't know what job to take. I don't know what person to marry. I don't know what career. I don't know. There's some things that the Bible's not very clear and says, you know, you know, I always get around. This is like 842. This is what you're supposed to do. I don't see it. So we have to make sure we be what? We be careful that we pray the word of God and we allow God to hear us but then we also pray the word of God for God to direct us in what to hear. And that's big. Meaning, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. I can't get to a place of faith till I get to a place of illumination. Once I have a place of illumination, I can get to a place of faith. Meaning what? Once it kind of is, is clear to me what direction I have to take, now I'm in a better position to make a scriptural leading through prayer. But if I don't know what I'm supposed to do, what am I going to do? Okay? So I got to get specific with the word of God and the promise of God. But how do you know sometimes I don't know what the will of God is? So, hell, like if I'm like here, by 1 Peter, Peter 2.24, by his stripes I know I'm healed. Every time you need to go to health, you go there and say I'm healed. He'll meet all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I know I got it. <clears throat> he'll keep him in purpose, peace, whose mind is stayed on him. I got it. I don't have to fight those things. Being led by the Spirit of God, which I'll talk about later, is one of the most important things you could do when it comes to prayer because some things you don't know where the Spirit of God's leading you yet. So here's what you do when you know the known will of God. I'm going to talk to you about the known will of God. The unknown will of God we're going to talk about later, but the known will of God is this. Here's a step to getting those prayers. Decide what it is you want from God and find the scriptures that promise these things. Now think about that. That's the known will of God. I got sickness in my body. Go find some healing scriptures and what? Claim those. Man, my marriage needs some help. Go find some scriptures and put it in there and get some love scriptures and put it in there. 
You're gonna, you, I'm going to tell you what, man. If you're not scriptural in your praying, I'm going to say this, okay? Prayer is a legal binding contract between you and God. If you identify yourself in prayer as a person without scriptural evidence, I'm going to identify you as a person who doesn't understand prayer at the next level. Now, that's not mean. That's direct. I'd rather people pray for a couple minutes a day, knowing those scriptures that they have, give them access to what they're believing God for, then you just waste time ho-humming around with God just talking. Because you have to believe this, that he could perform what he said. I, I, don't, I don't do a lot. You know, like, these are things that I don't do this. You know, oh, the Lord knows what I need. Well, okay, well, then pray for yourself. And if me and you can't get an agreement, how do I know what to release my faith for? You know, you got silent prayers. I don't know if a silent prayer ever got answered a day in its life. You know, stay scriptural. I didn't even like, I don't even like this one. You know, like, we were here, you know, and I don't know, I just started getting challenging me. You know, like, they're like, and I got the one, of the, I seen one of the greatest, this is so funny. I seen one of the greatest miracles of my life laying hands on a father in the church for his daughter in another state, and it was a miracle, but I don't even like praying like that. And, I, and even that day, I, I said, let's do this, but I said, let me find a place where I can release my faith. Let's lay hands on this handkerchief and apron and send it to her, and let's see, let's see the power of God work like that. I don't see some of this stuff where you lay hands on somebody for somebody else with this stuff scripturally. You know what I'm saying? She was sick. I guess the prayer of faith kicked in, but I laid hands on handkerchiefs and aprons like the Apostle Paul, and they drove out sickness and disease. So that's what I did because I see that in the Word of God. Stay scriptural. When Sometimes when you ask people what they're praying about, they don't even know what they're praying about. You know? You know, praying pray, pray to have fellowship with God is great, guys. Does that make sense? But how many of you know, this thing's got to be more than just praying to fellowship. I got to get results. So the minute I want to get results in prayer, I got to get more specific. Because what have I been saying for years? Nothing becomes dynamic until it becomes specific. Get specific. You know? And I'm bad at this. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get all the details, you know, like, you know, I just like, God, you know what I need. I don't really pray for myself a lot. So I'm probably really bad at this. You know, I just do my thing. I don't really go like, oh, God, here's my laundry list of stuff, you know. And I was laughing because, um, you know, just the other day, I, I, I was thinking about something. I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. And God's like, no, you got to be specific. And, I, and it's just, it's silly, you know. And I was like, no, he's like, be specific. Visualize the specific and then tell me about it. And I was like, well, you know, now I have a visual. I could see it and I got scriptural evidence of what I'm believing for. And I got seed in the ground. Man, it's almost kind of like it's become a reality. It's become a reality in my mind 
even though it has not become a reality in my hands yet. So you see what I'm saying? But it had to get specific before it ever became a reality. Nothing in your life becomes a reality until you become specific. Okay? Because like, oh, I'm believing God for a, you know, I don't know, a, a computer. You know, how many computers are there? Right? There's, there's Apples and, you know, uh, you know, HP and, you know, Sony and Hewlett-Packard. It, well, you know, it's, you know, this many gig and that many gig and this kind of retina and this kind of screen, right? It's like, Jesus, come on. Until you get specific and, and really get there, you haven't, even, you haven't even gotten to a place of conception. So if I, it's like, say like this is an iPad, right? So I go, I'm believing God for a tablet. Well, I can't, I can't materialize a tablet because there's a bunch of them. I'm fine-tuning it. I want an Apple, whatever this thing is, 17-inch, whatever they know, with the keyboard, with the brand-new, the brand-new Apple iPad is what I want. Now I can see it. Thank you, Father that you always meet all of my needs. Whatsoever I desire when I pray, I believe I receive that, right? And then what I do, now I got a visual. So, like, if this wasn't here, I would have a, like, it would, like, it just say, I, I, I could see what I want. It's right here. I don't see, I can see, it ain't, so this is what I've been doing. I got it right there. I see it in my head. I believed I received when I prayed. And then I thank God till it manifests. But you see, until it's specific, I don't have a visual of it. It's too broad. I'm believing God for money. A hundred, five, come on, put it in. I'm believing God for healing. Healing what? Your head, your knee, your back, your ankle, what? Specific. You know, and this is a big one too. God... You got to ask God because even though he knows, you still got to ask him. He knows you have need of all these things, but you're also told to ask him because our reliance needs to be upon him. Everybody thinks that God's going to automatically, no, God ain't automatically going to do nothing without prayer. He is not bound to do until you got words. He's bound to his word to perform. But you got to give him those words back. Ask God for what you need in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the mediator. Jesus is the intercessor. Jesus is the advocate. And Jesus is the Lord. He stands between me and you and the Father. Okay? And he mediates for me and you. So when Jesus goes to mediate, if we're going to make sure our prayers reach the throne of God, we must be in accordance to the word and the will of God. I'm telling you, that's John 16, 23, and 24. Remember that? John 16, 23, 24. King James is great. 
in that day, you shall ask me nothing. He's, he's telling on them. He said, and in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hereunto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Notice that Jesus said, in that day you shall ask me nothing. Jesus said this just before he went away. He was talking about that season at the right hand of the Father when he ascended to that seat. In that day, you shall not pray to me, Jesus said, to ask the Father in his name. There's no other way to pray. You see it? Now, in the earth, now let me show you something here. This is big, because when you read John 16, John 14, we say, Jesus one day says, ask me and I'll do it. And then he said, pray to Father in my name and he'll do it. It gets a little, sounds confusing, but check this out. There's certain things that I ask, I demand in the earth in the name of Jesus. If I'm laying hands on the sick, in Jesus' name, be made whole. I don't pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe I receive. There's certain things I believe I receive from heaven, and then there's certain things I already believed I received from heaven, now I go and force them with jurisdiction in the earth. I demand in Jesus' name. I command in Jesus' name. I loose them in Jesus' name. See, that's the authority switch. So there's prayer and petition. See, there's a different kind of praying. I believed I received when I prayed. Then over here, I administer healing. I administer deliverance. I administer the blood in Jesus' name. That big one, the biggest one of all is believing you receive when you pray. Most people don't believe they receive when they pray. They believe they receive when they see it. You know, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. Look at Mark eleven twenty four. 24. That's that King James. Verily I say unto you, Right? Therefore, I say unto you, what things? Okay. What kind of things? Things you desire. Now, I, what, do you mean, what, do you mean, what do you mean with things I desire? Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire? Got that? That's the desire. Now, I don't desire what you desire, but if what you desire can be found in the Word of God, you can desire it. Believe, you receive, and you shall have. Now, after you pray and faint according to God's Word, you can never allow a picture of failure to remain in your mind. That's big. Yeah, that was that whole Brother Hagin thing changed my life. I was like, man, I don't know. Brother Hagin was talking about being in Rochester, New York, laying hands on this lady. Ladies, eyes popped open. And he tells that story about 
praying for the kid with the club feet. He said, keep the switch of faith turned on. I never said that before. And he said, I said these words. They never come out of my mouth before then. Also, he said, he said, I said, keep the switch of faith turned on. It's all in context. He said, I said to that mama, keep the switch of faith turned on. I never said that before. And I said this every time you think of it, say. He said, I never said that before. When he said that, buzzers went off on the inside of me. Because I caught it every time you think of it, say. Phew. That's where the battle's won or lost, boys and girls. Every time you think of it, say. After faith's been released, every time you think of it, say. I believe. He said, he said this about the boy with the club feet. He said, believe that the power of God's working in that child's feet. It's working in healing and a cure. What are you going to say? You're going to say whatever that promise says every time you think of it. I'm the healer of the Lord, and I say so. I'm blessed. Come on, see it? Come on, guys. Once you prayed and asked God for something, never doubt that you're not going to have the answer. You got, listen, listen. You got to rebuke doubt, doubt your doubts, and get your mind on the answer. And the only way to get your mind on the answer is get your mind on the word. Because doubt is the devil's thief. Eradicate every image, suggestion, vision, and all other thoughts that do not contribute to your faith. Stay positive in your thinking. Guard your mind. I'm telling you, you got to guard your mind in this mess. Well, you know, if you gave God heard you, you would have had it by now. Right? Why, you know, everybody, devil's always trying to ruin the credibility of God. Casting down imaginations. High things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Stay away from all that. And this is a big one, too. Some of you need to stay away from places and things that do not support the affirmation that God has answered your prayer. And that's big. If I get around, sisters, I'm telling you, that's why your association is so important. You guys know this stuff. Look at Philippians 4.8. This is where he told you to stay. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Many people are thinking on wrong things and they're defeated in life as a result of their wrong thinking. You have to guard against every evil thought and think only of those things which affirm that God has heard and answered your prayers. If you and I will do that, you'll be, you'll be cooperating with God in faith, and you will have what? You will have to guard your mind in order to develop faith. Stand your ground firm in faith, your faith will see you through to victory. To receive these answers to prayers, 
Decide what you want from God. Find the scripture for what you need. Ask God for those things. And when you pray, believe you receive them. After that, let every thought affirm that you have asked what you have asked for as coming to pass. And then after that, guard your mind against all those evil thoughts. Following faithfully, these steps will move you along the greatest pathway to answered prayer you and I have ever seen. And then just stay in the place of thanksgiving and don't come out. You know, this time you're just going to minister to the Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believed I received when I prayed. Glory to God. You're just going to have to lift your hands and praise him anyway. Look at Philippians 4, 6. I'll stop with this. It's a good one, man. This is right before he gets to 8. It says, be careful for nothing. But don't be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, just a little bit heartfelt prayer, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. What's thanksgiving do? Seals the deal on the other side that you got it. Now, I believed I received when I prayed. Keep faith in its right tense. Let your request be made known to God with thanksgiving. You know? So let's just look at this in a natural standpoint, okay? Somebody, somebody comes to your house tonight and brings over a, a brand, a, a homemade pizza. Man, they went and rolled the dough. They went and did all this, and they knocked it out. What would you do when they showed up at your house? Would you just like, shut the door in their face, right? You'd say, thank you. Now, let me give you the picture of this. Because that works. I call you up today, and I tell you, hey, Sunday, I'm bringing you pizza. Right? You're like, ooh, it's Wednesday. I can't wait, man. Text you on Thursday. Can't wait to bring you that pizza. Now, you don't got no, you ain't got no pizza. All you're doing, you believe and you receive. Come on, right? You're on the phone with me. Thank you. So kind to you. Friday's coming. I'm needing the dough. Wednesday. I talked about it. You thank, thank God. Praise the Lord. Guess what? When I show up with that pizza on Sunday, what are you going to say when you take it? Thank you. Why? Because the exchange of thanks took place on Wednesday, and you thank me on Tuesday, and you thank me on Friday when we talk for bringing that pizza. But guess what? On Sunday, when it manifested, you were really thankful. You get in the position of thanksgiving, the moment you believed you received, I believed I received the pizza. Thank you. Thursday, you thanked me. Friday, you didn't even see me. You were thanking me. Saturday, you see what I'm saying? By Sunday, when that thing hits the doorstep, what do you say? Praise the Lord. Thank you. Keeping this in the right mindset is going to keep you in a place of victory. We're going to talk more about it. I want you to get excited about it because prayer is going to a whole other level. Get the petition, ask God, stay in thankfulness, and change your world. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person tonight. I thank you, Lord, that they heard the word, that they're praying more scriptural, they're praying more effectively, and they're going to walk in effectual prayer greater than ever before. Thank you for leading them, guiding them, and helping them in this place of prayer and reveal prayer secrets to them so they'll never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said, 
Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. I love you guys. I'm going to see you Sunday. We're pumped. We're excited for Summit. Don't forget, this Supernatural Summit's going to be on angels, ministering spirits for you. It's going to be the, I've never talked about this for a two-day seminar. This is going to be some of the greatest stuff you and I have ever heard about angelic beings. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be in the house of the Lord. I'm going to properly place the word of God before you, and you're going to, your life's going to take off. Now, listen, we ain't going to get weird, but we're going to reveal truth to you that's going to change your life forever. I love you, and I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.